All right. Welcome to Rue Night. Oh my gosh, are you guys excited tonight? Welcome to Rue where we celebrate what God is doing in our city TTTTTTs. Hi, yeah, yeah. Let's go, let's go. Yeah, we can keep it here. <laughs> the yeah. first song is Thank You, Jesus, by Hillsong. So it's not a it's not an upbeat song. Yeah. Take two. Take two. Let's be celebratory, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Scream! Let's go. Are we good? Right here. Welcome to Rue. Oh my God, are you guys excited? Welcome to Rue, where we're celebrating what God is doing through you in our cities. I'm super excited about tonight. I feel like God is about to do something extraordinary. I feel like God is about to do something new in your life. I want you right now, if you're excited, just go ahead. Just flood the comments right now. I want you to tell us about what God is doing through you right now. Just go ahead and flood the comments. Let us know how excited you are. I even have a quick story right now that I wanted to share with you all. A really quick story. I was sitting at a smoothie shop waiting for a smoothie and I wanted to get this nice little smoothie. Um, I, I, I added some acai bowl in that thing and put some acai and put some fruits and things that they, and I was just waiting waiting for the, the the people to give me my smoothie like i'm just sitting there just waiting and one of the things that i'm super crazy about is i'm not leaving until i get what i was waiting for Come have you guys now. ever been there where you're where you're sitting and you're sitting and you're waiting and, and you're not leaving until you came and until you got what you was waiting for got what you ordered and i feel like there are some people today that are that are waiting on the lord and you're waiting and you came here tonight you're not leaving until you got what you've been asking for from god is that you right now that you're not leaving tonight until you get what you've been waiting on the lord for is that you right now? I feel like God is about to do something through you. That God is about to speak to you. That God is about to do something new in your life. I want you right now to type in the chat that I'm not leaving until I get what I've been asking for. Come on. Come on. Tell somebody. Tell somebody right now. 
believing until you get what you've been asking for. I feel like there's somebody right now who's like this man in Acts chapter 3. There's a man who was waiting at the gate called Beautiful. He was a lame man. He was, he was begging for silver and gold. But the crazy thing about it was the very thing that he was asking for, he didn't get. He actually got something that was better. He actually got Jesus. And I feel like there's somebody right now that's about to experience Jesus. You're about to encounter Jesus. You're about to leave this place experiencing God. If that's you, I want you right now to raise your expectation. Come with your anticipation and to pull on God right now. I want you to pull on Him. And I want you to pray with me right now. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for the power of God. We thank you that you're moving in a mighty way. And we ask right now that you would give us the very thing that we've been asking for. We ask that you would give us the thing that we've been praying for. Some of us have not seen it yet, Lord. But we're in anticipation. We're expecting for you to move. Lord, we need a move of God. Lord, we need you to speak tonight. Lord, we need you to do something new. Father, don't let us leave tonight without our breakthrough. Don't let us leave tonight without getting from what you've given us, Lord God. Allow us to experience you right now in the name of Jesus. If you believe that prayer, I want you right now to give God a shout of praise. Come on, give him a shout of praise right where you are.
know I'm not alone when I say thank you, Jesus. Um, and I know that we spend a lot. There's been a lot going on in the past year, but we thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Through it all, we thank you. We love you. We're grateful. Um, I know I have a reason personally to say thank you, and I wanted to share that. Um, I wanted to share chapter, so I'm sorry, Psalm 139, verses 13 through 16. It says, you made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Um, thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous, how well I know. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion. In another version, it says in secret. Um, you saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book and every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. Um, that, that segment, I guess, speaks specifically for me because I was made in secret. Um, I'm a product of a, an adulterous relationship. Um, between my mother and my father. Um, I grew up, you know, finding out about it later on. It makes, it, it would make you feel shameful um, that I was an accident. Um, I was an accident, but God is good because I wasn't an accident. Um, I'm here on purpose. You're here on purpose. Whether you're a product of rape, um, adultery, premarital sex. Um, you're not a mistake. You have a purpose over your life. Um, and there's a group of people here standing with you in agreement with that. Um, and I thank God for you watching this right now. Um, even if your child is a product of any of those things. They're not a mistake. They're here on purpose. Um, and we may not always understand the purpose of the calling, but God does. And I encourage you to trust in that and remain faithful to him in that. Um, and I just want to thank God for the calling over my life. Even though I was made in secret and nobody knew, he knew. And he had a purpose for it all. And everything is working out for the good of those who love him. Um, so rest in that. Rest in that today. No other name, no other name than Jesus. Oh, Abba, Father. No other name, no other name than Jesus. Oh, Abba,
there's no other name like the name Jesus. It's a name that is sweet. It's a name that is loving. It's a name that is powerful. Psalm, in Psalms 37, it says, Trust in the Lord and do good. Then you will live safely in the land and prosper. Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you your heart's desire. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust him, and he will help you. He will make your innocence radiate like the dawn, and the justice of your cause will shine like the noonday sun. I love this verse right here. Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. Don't worry about evil people who prosper or fret about their wicked schemes. What I love about this, these couple of verses is that it says, be still in the presence of the Lord. Right here in this moment, I want you to wait. Just sit right here and bask in his presence. For the Lord knows what he's doing in this season, in your life. He knows what he's doing in this year. Even though we may be getting back to normal after COVID, there's nothing normal about this. This is a new thing that God is doing. He wants to push you to do more. He wants you to push to do more in this season. We had a year of rest. That's all we did during COVID. We rest. We rest during the pandemic. We rest on our plans. We rest on everything, every dreams and plans that we were supposed to commit to the Lord. We rest on everything. Right now in this season, God wants you to push forward. But while you're pushing forward, just continue to be still in his presence. Be still and know that he is God. Though he slay me, 
Though people have died, though we have lost family members, though people have lost jobs, though sickness has arrived, though there is war, that war has not ceased, I will trust him. For he is Abba, Father. And maybe you're in a season right now that you don't see Father. He gives us this reassurance, gives us this promise that he will never leave or forsake us. That's the promise that he's given us. And so right now, just bask in the presence of your Father. spoke a word and brought the universe to life who hovered over water and pushed darkness out to light who promised to pour out on us so we await and cry holy spirit it's god yeah yeah i comfort her in times when life Brought his darkest day I help her in our weakest hour When we go astray We need you now in every moment We cry out and say Holy Spirit Oh come and feel me Oh, oh, oh. Come and feel me Oh Whoa, whoa, come and feel me, oh, whoa, come and feel me. Let's sing together, family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your breath in us awaken us to set the world on fire. Your bright ways for power to. Descend upon us now With 
with arms wide open, side by side, with one accord we cry, Holy Wherever you are, begin to sing it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your breath in us, awaken us, to set the world on fire. Your bright ways for power to descend. Descend, Lord! Sing it out! With arms wide open, side by side, with one accord, we... We're gonna say it again. Sing it out like you believe it. Your breath, your breath, your breath, your breath. Your breath in us, awaken us, to set the world on fire. Your bright ways for power to descend upon the sin, Lord. With heart, stretch your arms out. With one accord, we cry, Holy Spirit, oh, come and feel me, oh. oh, come and feel, oh, come and feel me, oh. Be one. 
you, Father. From grace to grace, faith to faith, take us deeper, Lord. From faith to faith and grace to grace, take us deeper. From faith to faith to grace to grace, it's God. Take me deeper from faith to faith, the grace to grace. Take us deeper from faith to faith, the grace to grace. Yeah, yeah. Take us deeper, faith to faith, and grace to grace. Yeah, yeah, Jesus. Oh, oh, oh. yeah. Right now, just take this moment and be in the presence of the Lord. Right now, just be in the presence of your Father. That right now, where you are in your homes, at work, there is an altar. And right now, seek your Father. Right now, just begin to worship and begin to pray to Him. Begin to tell Him how much you need Him and tell Him how much deeper that you want to be. Because He's there. He's waiting for you right now. He's waiting for you with arms open wide. With arms open wide, he's waiting to begin to seek the Lord, the King of kings, our Father, Abba, who art in heaven. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Begin to seek your Father. you are Emmanuel you are with us that even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death we will not fear for we know that you are with us you said in your word and you've made a promise to us that you never leave us nor do you forsake us and so father we walk with that confidence we navigate with that confidence we stand boldly in that confidence we speak with a resounding voice and with confidence to know lord that you are with us and for that reason lord we give you glory and we give you praise and we give you honor and we say that in Jesus' name amen and amen if you are here right now 
attending live with us right now, I want you to put in the chat, he is with me. No matter what you're going through, no matter what situation you're in, I want you to say, he is with me. Put it in the chat, tag somebody, say it with confidence, he is with me. I'm going to get right to it. I am convinced and convicted today that the Lord has a word for you today. I'd like that you turn your Bible to 1 Samuel chapter 1. Settle in, guys. You guys can settle in. 1 Samuel chapter 1, verses 12, if you can. Speak to us in this time, Lord. Um, there's a heavy weight on me in this moment. There's a heavy weight on me tonight as I share this word with you. And I know whenever there's a burden, God is releasing something. He's releasing something in this moment. And we're going to draw our attention to uh, 1 Samuel chapter 1. And for many of you guys, it may be familiar. If it isn't, um, if you haven't heard of the prayer of Hannah, <laughs> you're going to hear about it today. And if you have studied this text, you're going to see it in a whole different light. And I pray this ministers to your soul. Because I believe that what the Lord wants to do is for us today, in this moment, in this time, so 1 Samuel chapter 1, and let's look at verse 12, and it says this. And it happened as she continued praying before the Lord that Eli watched her mouth. Now Hannah spoke in her heart. Somebody say heart. In her heart. Only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore, Eli thought she was drunk. So Eli said to her, how long will you be drunk? Put your wine away from you. Verse 15. But Hannah answered and said, no, my Lord, I am a woman of sorrowful spirit. Somebody say sorrowful spirit. I am a woman of sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor intoxicating drink, but I've poured out my soul before the Lord. Do not consider your maid servant a wicked woman, for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief, I have spoken until now. Then Eli answered and said, go in peace. And the God of Israel grant your petition which you have asked of him. And she said, let your maidservant find favor in your sight. So the woman went her way and ate and her face was no longer sad. Her face <laughs> was no longer sad. Her prayer worked. Her prayer worked before her prayer was answered. Her prayer worked. Her prayer worked. I want you to put in the chat real quick, and I want you to make this declaration. Prayer works. We are going to be inaugurating uh, 
a series called Prayer Works. And the golden text for that series is really found in James chapter 5, verse 16. If you'll allow me, I would just read it real quick. It's a familiar verse for many of you. And that verse says this, that the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. He's saying if you pray effectively enough, if you pray with enough fervor, then your prayer works. So today I want to give an example as we continue on through this series about how prayer works. So let's pray real quick. Father, I ask as we engage in this moment, Lord, I pray that you would speak to us today. Lord, speak through me, Father, as Lord, it's not my preparation, but Lord, your inspiration. Lord, that will lead to transformation. So Father, I pray right now, inspire this time Lord, as we engage in your word and I ask that in your name we pray amen and amen put it in the chat one more time thank you so much put in the chat one more time prayer works put in the chat prayer works tag somebody go ahead and tag somebody real quick put prayer works prayer 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 works before I gave my life to Jesus before I was saved by the blood of Jesus I used to use this thing called a PC. Anybody heard of it? Y'all know what I'm talking about? A PC? What what do they use again? What's that thing called? Windows? Right? Right? Y'all remember that? Yeah, yeah. Before I came to Jesus. But God has brought me a mighty long way. It's been almost 10 years now since get out of here, back away. There are some people, my brothers and sisters, who have not yet met Jesus and are still using, what's that thing called? De- de- how do you pronounce de- it? Del? Del. Got it, got it, got it. What's that other one? That H, H, death, 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 death. That's what it is. That's what it is. That's what it is. That's what it is. It's been 10 years since I've bought a PC or I've owned a PC now. Praise the Lord, somebody. Give God a praise just for that. Come on now. Come on, church. But if I recall, you know, I'm apostolic now. So if I recall, apostolic, yes, I'm apostolic, saved by the blood, filled with the Holy Spirit, and now I've been inspired to use nothing other than an apple. Come on now. That's how it works. Praise the Lord. They didn't even pay me for this endorsement. But I'm all appled out iPhone, Apple Watch, Apple everything. I'm appled out. I'm appled out. But I remember those days, those dark, dark days when I owned a PC computer. And it's been 10 years, so I don't know how it's like now. Maybe we'll talk to Gabe because he's still in purgatory. But if you can remind me, there was this thing. I don't know if y'all still deal with it. The operating system is called what? It was called Windows. It's still called Windows? Okay, there was this thing that we had to deal with when we had Windows. It was called a virus. Y'all remember that? Do y'all still got that problem? But if anybody remembers what a virus was like, it didn't matter. You get on the website, that pop-up come up, and you know, oh, snap, I'm in trouble. When a virus hits your computer, your computer begins to... mm, 
act a little funny. <laughs> you start seeing your screen flicker and you start seeing programs that used to work efficiently not work efficiently anymore. A virus has a tendency to take what was working very well and diminish it into something that's ineffective and incapable of operation. Can I go a little deeper? It doesn't matter how many gigs of RAM you got. It don't matter how many gigs of hard drive space. I don't care if you're running an i4 or an i9. If you got a debilitating enough virus, it will take your high-performance computer and turn it into a dud. A virus will make a person who has less do more than what you can do. Is it all right if we go here? If the software isn't operating, then the hardware doesn't matter. If the operating system is infected, then the computer is affected. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If the operating system is crippling, then your computer will be crippled. It doesn't matter how high performance you have. It doesn't matter how gifted you are. It doesn't matter how much you got. If your operating system isn't good, then your computer isn't good. Can I talk to somebody today? Someone else can do more with less simply because you have a virus in your operating system. In the same way, your spirit is the operating system of your life. Can I, can I dig in here? In the same way, your spirit is the operating system of your life. And if the operating system don't work, and if there's a virus in the operating system, then there's going to be issues in the dimensions of your life. If your spirit is infected, then your life is affected. What does the scriptures tell us? It tells us in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, it says that what? Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it flows what? The issues of life. The word heart there is the word leb in the text. And the word leb pertains or refers to what we know as the inner man. Somebody say inner man. The inner man. He's essentially saying this, you need to protect your inner man at all costs because every dimension of your life comes out of what your inner man produces. Somebody with me? Uh, There's a distinction between us and between everything else that was created. There's a distinction between human beings and with other animals. We have what you call the lev. The scriptures tell us about this, that animals are different than humans. Animals, they operate based off of environments and based off of naturally built-in instincts. But, but, but human beings are a little bit different because human beings have a dimension of who they are that is unlike the animals. Y'all with me so far? There's a part of you that is invisible. There's a part of you that is unseen, but everybody knows and is aware that it exists. Some people call it the intuition. Y'all heard that before, right? Or some people call it the gut. Like, I, I, got, a, I got a gut feeling about that. But ever notice 
that it is the gut decisions that are destiny decisions. It's the gut decisions that determine things that animals don't think about. It's the decision of your intuition in your gut that determines who you marry. Mm -hmm. uh, it's your gut that drives and determines what career you choose. It's the gut that determines uh, of all the dimensions of your life. The most, the most important decisions of your life are made with your gut. Wow. Oh, man. Uh, it's your gut that tells you one day as you're driving down the street, I should go left this time instead of going front. Y'all ever had that before? Well, you just get a feeling. You don't know where it's coming from, but you know it's there. Are y'all with me? We call that the spirit. That is the operating system of your life. And that spirit was received from a download. Y'all stay with me. I want you to stay with me here. That spirit was received from a download. That inner man was birthed out of the spirit of God. Look what the text tells us in Job chapter 32 verse 8. It says that there is a spirit in a man and the inspiration of the almighty that gives him understanding. There is a software in a man. Y'all ain't with me. Uh, there's a software in a man. The part of you that is the hardware is your flesh and your bones, but there's a software in a man. Uh, that software is downloaded from where? The, the, the inspiration, that is the inspire, the breathing in. It is the download that comes from the very spirit of God. We see this imagery even in the creation of all things from the beginning where we look at um, the anthropological perspective of creation when God creates all things in Genesis chapter 2 notice what he says he says the Lord the, the scriptures say that he breathed his nostrils into man and he became a living what soul he became a living being he became a nefesh there's a download that comes into a man that another man does not have that another that, sorry that another animal does not have I want you to put in the chat real quick I have an inner man I want you to put that in the chat. I want you to tag somebody and put, I have an inner man. Stay with me. Stay with me. I have an inner man. I have an inner man. Everybody has an inner man. And the inner man drives every part of your life. So what do you do when the inner man is broken. Those who have broken inner men, <laughs> those who have a broken software, <laughs> those who know my software is not running right, you know it. There's something deep down inside that tells you my software isn't running right. I can tell my software isn't running right because everything around me isn't operating right. My marriage isn't running the way I, I, I need it to. Uh, I don't feel like I'm in the right place when it comes to my career. I don't, I don't feel like I'm in the right position, my, my software. I know the software isn't running right because the hardware isn't operating well. What do you do then when your software isn't running right? Back in the day when I wasn't saved, 
and I was running a PC, there was something called the Norton antivirus. Man, I'm plugging everybody today. And you install that software, and when you install that software, what do you hit? You hit scan. And once it starts scanning, what starts to happen? It starts detecting viruses. And then once it detects all the viruses, what does it tell you to do? Would you like to delete them? What if I told you that prayer is your antivirus? How much time do I have? What if I told you that the issue that you have is not what you've been praying, but how you've been praying? The problem is not what you've been praying for, but it's actually how you've been praying. Mm -hmm. When we say prayer works, usually people think that when prayer works, it means that your prayer has been answered. If I tell you that your prayer works every time, it didn't mean that your prayer was answered in the way that you wanted it to be answered. What if I told you that what you were praying for wasn't the issue, it was how you were praying that was? What if I tell you that all you need to do to fix the viruses that are in your spirit, to fix the viruses that are in your soul, is to pray? And yet there's somebody today who's saying, I've prayed for long enough. I got nothing left. I've been praying a long time and I have no results. I've been in a spiritual funk and I got nothing left to pray for. I'm, I, I, I've, been, I've been praying and now I've been tired of praying what do you do then where are you going to find answers turn your bible to first samuel chapter one and in first samuel chapter one if you would just pay very very close attention i want you to take a look here because in first samuel chapter one what we notice in this text we notice that we are eavesdropping on a conversation between the prophet Eli and a woman named Hannah. Eli sees Hannah in the temple. Eli sees Hannah in the temple fervently praying. She's praying so fervently that even though she's praying and her lips are moving, there are no words that are coming out of her mouth. Hannah is praying and Eli cannot discern what Hannah is actually saying. And so Eli is going, I don't know what she's saying. And Eli then comes to the conclusion that this woman must be drunk. Hannah in verse 15 responds to Eli. The scriptures tell us, but Hannah answered and said, no, my Lord. She said, I'm a woman of, what does she say there? Sorrowful spirit. The word there, spirit, is the same word that we read in the first part of the text. That there's a spirit in a man. That word is the word ruah. And she's saying that her ruah is sorrowful. If the spirit is the operating system, she's saying there's a virus in it. Uh, uh, I'm not just sad. My spirit 
is sorrowful. There's something wrong, not with my life, but the source by which all of my life comes from. Something is wrong with my spirit. Can I go a little bit deeper? If the spirit is the operating system, then every part of your life is driven by that particular operating system. So if your spirit is sorrowful, guess what part of your life is? All of it. Can I just talk to somebody real quick? There's some folks right now who believe that there's something missing in their life and that's why they can't find joy. There's something they haven't yet accomplished. That's why they can't find peace. And yet this woman, Hannah, was a woman who came to the conclusion that the issue was not what's happening to me, but what's inside of me. There's something wrong with me. How do we know that? Because look at the scripture. The scripture tells us that Hannah had many things to be happy about, and yet she could not find joy in it. She had a husband who loved her. The scriptures say that he loved her more than anyone else. And yet she's still sorrowful. He took care of her and blessed her, gave her more than anything else. And yet she's still sorrowful. Here's the problem, is that when your spirit is virused, when your spirit is infected with a virus, watch this now, is even the good things in your life you can't enjoy. Oh, you can be married and be depressed married doesn't change your situation you you can get the money finally but 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 your spirit is sorrowful there's a virus that's holding you back and keeping you from enjoying the things that god has for you there's some folks who are dealing with a sorrowful spirit and this woman if you look at the verse she says there no my lord she says i'm a woman identified by a sorrowful spirit you see there are things in your life that can happen that will cause your spirit to be sorrowful there are things in your life that can transpire that can cause sadness but sorrow comes from something deeper something has infected your spirit i always i've always said this, this is just a little quick little side note i've always said this joy doesn't mean you're laughing all the time and sorrow doesn't mean you're crying all the time. Because there are people who are laughing and yet they're profoundly depressed. And there are people who weep even in difficult moments but still have joy. Because joy is not a feeling, joy is a state of being. Joy is about your software. <laughs> even if I lose somebody I love, I may weep but I still have joy. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, even if the money ain't going the way I need it to go, I, I, I'm not where I need to be, but I still have joy. Uh, Y'all know what I'm talking about when you notice that someone may have more than you, but somehow you got more joy than them. Because your joy doesn't come out of the things that you have, but it comes out of your software. But what happens when you have sorrow? You can have a million dollars. You can be married with five kids. You can have everything you want, and yet your life is still miserable because your software as a virus. Can I work this real quick? This woman is a woman of sorrowful spirit and she is so consumed by sorrow. The text tells us that she comes to the temple to pray and she mumbles and mumbles and mumbles and no one can understand what she is saying. <laughs> 
the prophet Eli looks at her and he's looking and he's perceiving and he's perceiving. He sees a woman that is weeping and weeping and, and she's praying and she's weeping, but there are no words for what she has to say. Have you ever been in such a dark and low place that you don't have words to pray? Have you ever found yourself in a situation where you are so down that you can't even put words together. If somebody were to ask you, what do you need? You don't even know what to say anymore. Because every dimension and every part of your life is miserable. What do you do when you get to that point where you don't have words left? When you don't know what to say anymore, you don't have it anymore, and yet here you are. Take this woman, Hannah. She comes before God, and yet she does not have words because there's some prayer that you pray with words, but there's some prayer that words aren't good enough. There's a place that you get to where you cannot give God words anymore. Paul says this. He says, I will pray with the spirit and I will pray with the understanding. There's a moment that you get in your life where it goes beyond your comprehension, goes beyond your understanding. You do not know what to say anymore. And all you got left is just broken software. Her prayer was not intelligent. Her prayer was not, there was no way to discern it. And Eli says, this woman must be drunk. This woman corrects him. And in the correction, she says to him, sir, I'm not drunk. Notice she couldn't talk before, now she can. The issue was she didn't know how to speak. The issue was is that she finally learned how to pray. Y'all ain't with me. She can talk to the prophet, but she needed to pray to God because some prayers don't require words. As a matter of fact, the scriptures tell us that there's some prayers that we pray where words aren't good enough. As a matter of fact, there's never a prayer where words are good enough. The scriptures tell us that his spirit is the one that intercedes on our behalf to give us the words that we need to speak because we never have the right words. When you run out of words, that's when your spirit is in play. Oh, oh. Oh, I, I, don't have, I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time. You see, this woman is praying and she's uttering words. And look at verse 16. I'm just going to skip through because we don't have time. Because there was a time when Adam was connected to God. There was a time when the spirit was connected to the web. There was a time when the software was connected to the hardware. There was a time when the software was connected to the internet. There was a time when the spirit was testifying to his spirit. And yet Adam sinned and there was a disconnection. And from that moment... He says in, in, in Genesis chapter 6, verse 3, that God said, my spirit shall not always strive with man. If you disconnect, you've lost contact with the antivirus. 
And the moment you lose contact with the antivirus, the environment comes in to infect it. Can I tell somebody something? I'm going to give you real practical for you. Is that the reason why some of the things that we're going through are going through it? It's because we let environments come in and infect and we don't have the consistent antivirus in our lives that allow us to go through and delete the things that are meant to be deleted in our lives. That's another conversation for another day. But this woman has a sorrowful spirit. She's depressed. Depression will cripple you. Depression, anxiety will paralyze you. Depression, anxiety, sorrow will keep you from doing things that you were capable of doing. You had all the hardware, but the virus kept the hardware from operating. There are some people that aren't stepping into some things. Why? Because of the virus. <laughs> there are some people who haven't stepped into their promise. Why? Because of the virus. There are some people who are dealing right now with why they're stuck in life. It's because of the virus. Virus. And when she responds to Eli, watch this. He says, she says to him, do not consider your maidservant a wicked woman. For out of the abundance of my complaint and grief, I have spoken until now. Can I talk, church? Real quick. Let me translate that in real hood speak. No, maybe not hood speak, because I ain't hood enough to do it in hood speak. But, I, I, but y'all just stick with me for a moment. This woman is legit saying, prophet, don't think I'm drunk don't even think I'm evil don't think I'm wicked isn't it funny that when you're broken you operate out of brokenness people will interpret your brokenness as wickedness it's another conversation for another day so people see how you live they call you wicked the re reality is that you're broken you're not wicked you're just broken and yet they interpret your brokenness as wickedness but what they don't know is that you were abused when you were a child so you're broken oh what they, what they don't know is that you were profoundly hurt by a person you loved and now you are broken and so now because they don't know your story they, they see your activity they interpret your brokenness as wickedness and yet she's correcting him here because she's saying it's not that i'm wicked it's not because I'm evil. She's legit saying to him, I am so desperately unhappy. And I'm in so much pain. Can I point something out real quick? My voice just cracked. He came to her and said that she was drunk. In that moment, she came with her request. Was her request a child? She didn't come to God and say to God, I'm sad because I don't have a child. We have preached this text wrong for a very long time. We've come preaching the text that Hannah came in to pray for her child. When the scriptures don't tell me at any point that she prayed for the child. 
What the scriptures tell me is that her childlessness made her depressed. But when she came to God, she didn't come for the child. She came with her brokenness. She said, I'm broken beyond measure. My spirit is sorrowful. She didn't come to him and say, I don't have a kid. She said what? I am desperately, profoundly unhappy, and I'm in a lot of pain. You see, it takes a level of maturity and awareness to understand that the issue that you have is not the thing you don't have. It's how the thing that you don't have has affected every part of your life. Oh, y'all ain't with it. Y'all ain't with me. There's some people right now who are struggling in every dimension of their life because something they lost back then. So it's caused sorrow, and through that sorrow, it's influenced everything else. Here's the problem. If you got that thing back, it doesn't change the fact that the virus has already infected everything else. So there's somebody who's praying for a child, thinking that when I get the child, then I'll get my joy. But no, you got the, not having the child gave you depression, your depression has affected your marriage, your job, your career, and then you get the child and you wonder now why your life ain't restored yet. Because the brokenness has now infected everything else. Oh, all right, I'm preaching by myself. Let me talk to this camera real quick. Can I preach to you real quick that there's some things that have happened to you that have affected you and you think if you can negate that thing that you'll be better off what if i told you that that very thing has festered into every dimension and every department of your life you can't ask god to take that away because if god takes that away it doesn't fix what's wrong with you now oh, what happened to you then won't fix what you're going through right now. It caused what you're going through now. But taking that away won't make it better. This woman did not come to God and ask God for a child. She came to God because she had a virus in her software. Ooh, I wish somebody would understand this because there's some people right now that are praying prayers and asking God and saying, God, if you can just give me this thing back, then I'm going to be better. If you can help me with this thing and God's saying, I know more than you do. My ways are above your ways. My thoughts are above your thoughts. Whatever that was that you went through that affected you, that now infected you, has already infected everything else. You need a re-download. You need a reformat. You need a transformation. You don't need that thing back. You need a new spirit. You need something else restored. You need an antivirus. There's some viruses in every dimension that have affected your life, and now it's time for you to ask God to delete the virus. <sighs> so what do you do when you have a broken spirit? David says this in Psalm 51. He said, the sacrifices of God are a what? Broken spirit. There's some people that are coming to God to fix themselves or they want to be fixed before they come to God. 
And what they don't realize is your spirit is broken. Have you seen a computer soft, a computer say, once I get the virus out, then come back and use me? Or does the person who sees it see the virus and then does the work to remove it because the computer can't take the virus on, out on its own? If your spirit is broken, I don't know what you're going through, and I, gotta, I, I, I came here tonight to minister to some broken spirits. I came here tonight to minister to a broken soul. I came here tonight to minister to somebody who says, I can't shake what happened in my past. I'm broken. I, I, I came to minister to somebody who says, I can't get past some of the stuff I lost. I'm broken. I, I can't get past the fact that I'm dealing with depression and I'm dealing with anxiety and I can't look at the world right everything looks upside down everything is backwards everything's inside out and for some reason it's keeping me from keeping a job it's keeping me from keeping a family member it's keeping me from keeping a relationship it's keeping me from every dimension of my life my spirit is broken can I just minister to you real quick because when you come with a broken spirit that's when God can do something with it uh, if your sacrifice is a broken spirit, you come to God with your broken spirit. God wants your brokenness. He don't want you all put together. He wants you just the way you are. He wants you broken. He wants you with all the viruses that you have. Prayer is the opportunity to reconnect with God and for God then to go through and scan through every dimension of your life and to deal with what's in it. Prayer is the antivirus. When you come with a broken spirit, and I'm, I'm getting to the end. Watch this now. When you come with a broken spirit, and you reconnect in prayer, Romans chapter 8, verse 26, I'm going to read it for you, says this. Likewise, the spirit also helps us in our weaknesses. For we don't know what we should pray for. Notice, it's not what you prayed for. You actually don't know what to pray for. <laughs> but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. In, the verse, in, in verse 15 before that, the scriptures tell us that his Spirit testifies to our spirit did you catch it meaning when you connect with the spirit it brings healing to your spirit oh man can i say that one more time when you connect with the spirit of god when your spirit connects with the spirit of god the spirit of god then runs his antivirus through you. This woman came with a broken spirit. Notice what the text tells us. What does it say? She says, I've neither drunk wine nor intoxicating drink. She says, but I have poured out my soul. Oh my goodness. There's some people that don't understand that, so let me back it up real quick. When you're filled with yourself, you give no room for God. When you're filled with your own brokenness, you give no room for God. 
When you get filled with what you want and how you want and your agenda and your thought, there's no room for God. But when you pour out your soul, I want you to put in the chat, pour out your soul. Put that in your chat, pour out your soul. There's not enough room for the Holy Spirit. You're too full of yourself, pour out your soul. I, I, I want to invite you, pour out your soul. God does not want your ideas. He doesn't want your thought. He doesn't want your articulation. What he wants is your soul. And when you pour out your spirit, he deposits his spirit. Because when you pour out your spirit, you make room for his spirit to pour out on you. The moment that you pray, not with your mind, not with your thoughts, not, 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 with, not with your words, not with your articulation, but you actually release it all to him, everything in you, the inner man. It leads to a connection that produces a transmission <laughs> and that transmission is where the antivirus is downloaded. She prays, watch this now, verse 17. She prayed earnestly, earnestly, earnestly. I bet snot bubbles were coming out her nose. She did, a, she ugly prayed. And notice, she ugly prayed with no words. Oh, y'all got too many words. <laughs> Some of us come with too many words. Oh, holy and gracious, omnipotent Father, we come prostrate before your holy presence. As we come before you, we command right now and usher you in. As you enter into every dimension, every facet, every multiplicity of my existence, Heavenly Father, pour out upon me. And God's like, words no spirit but when you do as Hannah does she pours out her spirit and watch this Eli responds the prophet responds to her and notice what the text says ready I hope this I hope this this gives you revelation because this is exciting and she said, let your maidservant find favor in your sight. So the woman went her way and ate. And what does that last part say? And her face was no longer sad. Oh, snap. Did y'all catch that? She came into the presence of God with sorrow. And she left with what? Joy. I'm going to say something that's going, it's going to be real different. Her prayer was not yet answered, but it still worked. Wait, hold on. I make sure I'm reading the same thing y'all reading, okay? Make sure we're reading the same Bible, okay? All right, let me make sure we're reading the same Bible here. Did it say that Eli granted her the baby? 
Huh? They, oh, oh, she, she, she got pregnant. Huh? Hold on, hold on, wait a second. Oh, oh, she took, she took the pregnancy test. Yes, that's it. She, she took the pregnancy. That's, that's it. I see it right there. No. Hold on. Huh. Her situation didn't change. But her mind did. I need you. Oh, I need you. Every hour I need you. I want defense. My righteousness. Oh God, how I need you. Lord, I come. I come fast. Drawing near, find my The woman went her way and ate, verse 18, and her face was no longer sad. Her prayer wasn't answered, but her prayer worked. somebody waiting for the prayer to be answered for the prayer to work and he's saying the prayer works if you pray it goes to the priest she goes to the temple she prays now not for the child but for her soul she goes to the priest and her request wasn't for the baby she's kind of past that now Everything else is messed up. I can't even enjoy my husband. I can't, I can't even enjoy the house we have. I can't enjoy the money. I can't enjoy the job. I can't en- my life is miserable. And she makes the request to Eli, the priest, the prophet, before the presence of God. And what is his answer? Go in peace. The God of Israel grants 
your petition. I want you to put in the chat, prayer works. It works when you don't pray words, but you pray your spirit. It works. Not because her situation changed. It worked because she came with a broken spirit. There's somebody right now saying, I don't even know what to come to God with. Perfect. I don't have words for him. Perfect. I don't even know what to say anymore. Perfect. Pour it out. And for some of you, you're saying, I'm not Hannah. No, you're not. Because when Hannah came before Eli, Eli was the priest that interceded for her. But you have something better than Hannah. You have a better priest. Hannah had Eli. But we have a better priest. Y'all ain't with me. I want you to put in the chat, we got a better priest than Eli. Uh, we, we, we know what Hannah got for her answer. We got something better. Look at him say, I got something better. I, I want you to look at Hebrews chapter 4 verse 14. It says this, Hebrews 4 verse 14. It says, seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, <laughs> Jesus, the son of God. You don't have Eli. You got Jesus. Look at somebody say, I got Jesus. No matter what I'm going through, I still have Jesus. No matter what my circumstance is, I got a better priest. And when I come before that priest, watch this now. The difference between Hannah and you. Hannah had Eli. You have Jesus. Why is that better? It's better because Eli didn't know her pain. Jesus knew your pain. Come on. Eli didn't know her sorrow. But Jesus lived your sorrow. Isaiah 53 says that he was a man of sorrows. Acquainted with grief. He knew what sorrow looked like. The scriptures tell us that he wept when he lost his cousin John. He, he, he wept when he lost his friend Lazarus. Uh, 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 he faced betrayal when his friend Judas betrayed him he knows what brokenness looks like and just a few verses before he goes into the garden of Gethsemane (laughs) and there he goes to get an antivirus because the scriptures tell us Matthew 26 37 and he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee And he began to be sorrowful. Y'all heard that? Jesus? You mean mean Jesus experienced sorrow? The scriptures prophesied that he would be a man of sorrow. (laughs) And the scriptures tell us that he was sorrowful and deeply distressed. Next verse, in verse 38, it says, Then he said to them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful. Jesus didn't say I'm having a bad day. He said I have a virus. And he says I'm sorrowful even to death. 
Jesus was depressed and the difference was it didn't happen to him. He chose it. You have a better priest because your priest chose your sorrow. He chose your grief. He entered into your situation. Whatever it is that you're going through, Jesus does it. Jesus knows it. He knows exactly what you've been through. He knows exactly what you've gone through. You have a priest who can empathize with you. And at the garden, he experienced an antivirus. How do we know that? He came with sorrow. He walked in with his agenda wrestle with God he said if you let this cup pass from me he's doing this for us this whole time Jesus did it for us he chose sorrow if somebody asked you right now would you choose depression nobody would say they would and yet he chose it why because he loves you (laughs) no matter what you're going through he loves you And he prayed, and he prayed, and he prayed. And the scriptures tell us he got up. His situation didn't change. But his prayer worked. I hope you don't miss this family. Because for some of you, you think you need things that God's saying, I want to heal your heart. God is in the business of restoring your soul. And what Jesus did was he entered into your pain. Eli's response was words. Jesus' response was the cross. And there, he died in that sorrow. He died in that pain. He died in rejection. He died in that depression. He died with the weight of sin of the entire world, of all of humanity, all on his back. And in that moment, he gave up his ghost. then he overcame it (laughs) he overcame depression he overcame pain when he rose the scriptures tell us that he rose up in glory you don't need to be in pain anymore why because Christ rose from the grave you don't need to be in suffering anymore why because Christ rose from the grave you're gonna get out of the depression why because Christ rose up from the grave Christ came to replace your pain and he came to give you joy he came to take your weeping and he came to give you joy he took your ashes and he made it beauty Christ is restoring all things in your life he doesn't want to just give you things He wants to give you an antivirus. Some people want their situation to change. But what if I told you he's looking to change your mind first? I want you to put in the chat, we have a better priest. I want you to put in the chat, he wants to change your heart. He wants to change your heart before he changes your situation. He wants to change your heart. I want you right now to know, to say this right now. Declare it over your life. Declare it on the chat. Say he overcame your depression. He overcame your sorrow. He overcame your brokenness. All he's asking you to do is come before him and give him all of who you are. I 
I want you to bow your head right where you are, wherever you are. I want you to bow your head. There's somebody right now who's tired of an unanswered prayer. Tired of God not responding to the prayer that you're giving him. And God is saying, I came to fix your life not just answer your prayer I came to restore your heart and your soul God wants to download his operating system onto your life did you hear me he wants to download he wants to run an antivirus through you he wants to detect every part of you that is destructive and he wants to restore you. He says, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. He says, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. He says, I want to give you a new mind. He wants to restore you. So right now, if that's you and you're saying, I need an antivirus. If that's you, I want you to put a hand emoji up. Put a hand emoji up if that's you. Somebody right now on our chat is going to start praying with you. We have people right now in the community that want to pray with you. God is inviting you to bring your spirit to him. Bring your brokenness to him. Bring all of yourself to him. God wants to repair your soul. And while we do that, we're going to go into worship for a moment. But take some time right now. Respond. If you hear the voice of God speaking to you, this is your opportunity to say, God, I'm letting go. I'm pouring out my soul. I'm like this woman. It's not even about the kid anymore. It's about my soul. It's about my spirit. It's broken. And God is saying, bring it to me. So right now, pour out your soul. Take me to Hands up, pour out your soul. To that secret place where I can be with you. You can make me like you. Wrap me in your arms. Wrap me in your arms, yeah. Wrap me in your arms. Take me to that place. Take me to that place, Lord. To that secret place where I can be with you, yeah. And you can make me like you. Wrap me in your arms, yeah. Wrap me in your arms. Wrap me in your arms. Hand emojis, hand emojis. Oh, we want to pray for you right now. Take me to that place, Lord. We want to pray for you right now. To that secret place. If that's you, we want to pray for you right now. I'm praying for you right now. We're praying for you right now. Wrap me in your arms. Wrap me in your arms. Wrap me in your arms. Take us to that place, take us to, take me to that place, Lord, to that secret place where 
I can be with you, Father, and you can make me like you. Wrap me in your arms, yeah. Wrap me in your arms, oh God. Wrap me in your arms. The operating system has to go. It's got to go. Let it go. Pour it out. Wrap me in your everlasting arms and never let go. And never let go. Wrap me. Wrap me in your everlasting arms, yeah. Wrap me in your everlasting arms, yeah. And never let go. Pour out upon them as they pour out. Pour 
depression I've overcome lack I've overcome angst I've overcome unrest I've overcome pain I've overcome sorrow I've overcome all of it I've overcome the forces of evil I have overcome sin and what I came to declare to you today because of the cross and because of what Jesus has accomplished we can command and declare that sin has been defeated we can declare that Jesus has paid it all. We can declare that we have the victory. And I declare this by the power of the Holy Spirit. There will not be depression. I come against depression over your life right now. I come to somebody watching right now who's dealing with depression, who's dealing with angst, who's dealing with anxiety. I came to tell you right now that Jesus has given you victory over it. You have already won by Christ and his sacrifice on the cross. You have already won. You are more than a conqueror. He says in this word, you will not die, but that you will live and that you will declare the works of the Lord. You don't need to fight anymore. Jesus has already fought for you. You don't need to battle anymore. Jesus has already done it for you. You got a better priest than Hannah. You got Jesus Christ. You got better, something better than Eli. You got Jesus. So declare it right now and give God a praise and glorify him. Lift your voice! Give him praise! Lift your voice! 
Father, we thank you. We bless you. We thank you for the message of the gospel. We thank you for the truth of what you've accomplished. I pray right now for each and every person who's hearing this right now. Father, I pray right now that your spirit will pour out upon them. I pray they would, they would receive the antivirus tonight. I declare that. I declare that. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Every circumstance. I want you to put in the chat with confidence. Say prayer works. Put it prayer works. Prayer works. The fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. And I'm believing in this for you that today is the day that you pray differently. You bring it all to him. You pour out your spirit to him. And I promise when you do that, the Lord will restore your heart. I'll leave you with one last verse. Ezekiel 36 26 he says I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you he wants to reformat your hard drive (laughs) and that's what God is doing right now he's reformatting your hard drive and he's installing a new operating system and in that operating system there are no more viruses in that operating system it's clean and God is saying he's about to speak through you he's about to move through you he's about to empower you to step out and to begin to declare what God does it's that restores he restores new minds and he restores hearts and we declare that in Jesus name amen I, I will say one thing before we leave if there's anything we want you to leave with tonight it's Alpha Celebration we invite you to come and join us God has been moving powerfully powerfully through Alpha even through my Alpha there's been some incredible stories some amazing stories I love my Alpha family they're my extended family now and I just know that the Lord is doing some incredible stuff some amazing things through Alpha so I just want to encourage you come through we have Alpha Celebration we're going to share the stories of what God is doing we believe that the best is yet to come so please join us. It's on June the 27th. So come and join us on June the 27th at 8 p.m. 
We are going to celebrate what God is doing, and we're believing that the best is yet to come. This is the beginning of your life. This is the beginning of something new. So just give God praise. Because God is depositing His spirit in you. It's an antivirus. You're going in tomorrow with a new mindset, with a new mentality. And we declare that in the name of Jesus. God bless you. We love you.
Oh, I heard music die down, so I stopped. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I mean, there's still signal, right? All right, I bet. Super short, but we'll just say, hey guys, thank you for joining us this morning. We actually wanted to replay the roof from last night because tonight 
We're celebrating what God has done this morning. Please enjoy. Hey, don't you? That's it. Simple. Hey, we're rebroadcasting this because we really love outro. Thank you guys for watching. Got it. Group. Um, um, what's it called? We'd like to join you guys. We'd like to invite you guys to join us prayer still today. Um, if you like, let's pray. Join us with Luke tonight. Yeah, you can literally pause, look up, and go with the next one. Tess. You, still, you got him? Test, test. Wait now, I want to make sure I have signal. Yeah, all right. We good? We good? All right. You tell me go and I'm I'm with you. Go. Hey guys, what's going on? Oh my goodness, today is special. We're actually rebroadcasting last month's Rue. We remembered that there was a story from Reggie. You don't want to miss that. You want to tune into that and, and listen in. We're so excited that you're here with us. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy this time as we're celebrating what God is doing in our city. I love you. I love you. Hey, you ready to go home? I know. I know. One more. Uh, so, invite them to thank God for Rue. Invite them to tonight's Rue, and then say we still have prayer right now. Tips you guys. Let me know when to go. Go. What a move of God! Oh my goodness! I want you right now to just type in the chat. How how was that for you? Did you have an encounter with God? Guess what? Tonight, you're about to experience something new. There's a word from the Lord from our pastor, Pastor Isaac. You don't want to miss it. We're going to be talking about the antivirus. Woo! I, I want you guys to just tune in tonight. But let me tell you something. Right now, right after this, I want you to pray with us. You can join us for prayer right now, tftv.co slash pray. I want to pray for you. We just want to pray for you. Join us in prayer right now. God bless.